सहनावतु सहनौभुनक्तु सहवीर्यं करवावहै तेजस्विनावधीतमस्तुमा विद्विषावहै ओम शांति 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 नमश्रीशंकरानंद नमश्रीशंकरानंद गुरुपादाबुजन्मने गुरुपादाबुजन्मने सविलास महामोह सविलास महामोह ग्राहग्रासकर्मणे ग्राहग्रासकर्मणे The topic under discussion is to show the distinction between the Upasaka, the one who meditates upon Brahma, and Jnani, the one who knows Brahman. He <coughs> said that the wise man can be either very active or he can be one who can be in seclusion also. <coughs> It depends upon Svakarma Ansarana, it depends upon one's own prarabha, the destiny, that he may be very active. Shakyam, Rasamya, Grajyadi, Lautikam. It's possible that he might be even ruling a kingdom. Or, Yatha, or says, Jhayanva, Athagvaharan. Or he may be just doing meditation, or maybe doing the minimum work. In short, For a wise man, since he knows the mithyatvam, the unreality of the creation, he can be either active or he can be even free of the activity. But the point is, there is no attempt involved on his part to retain any kind of a thought form because Brahman is a very self and therefore he abides in that knowledge. <coughs> so, this was the discussion now, coming back to the point about Upasaka or the meditator. In what way is the person who meditates upon Brahman different from the person who knows Brahman? That is now being said in the verse 116. Idanim upasakasya ataha vaishamyam darshadi. The next verse shows vaishamyam. The distinction or the difference between the wise man, the knower of Brahman and the one who meditates upon Brahman. <coughs> Says the verse, उपासकस्तु सततम् उपासकस्तु सततम् ध्यायन्नेवसेन्यतः ध्यायन्नेवसेन्यतः ध्यानेनैव कृतं तस्य ध्यानेनैव कृतं तस्य ब्रह्मत्वं विष्णुता विवत ब्रह्मत्वं विष्णुता विवत सिस ब्रह्मत्वं Or the state of being Brahman is something that is natural or spontaneous for a wise man. But the state of being Brahman is something that is created by a meditator. That's the difference. <coughs> In one case, one knows the self to be Brahman. In other case, one meditates upon self as Brahman. So meditation, as we said, always involves a, a projection or a superimposition or maintaining a certain attitude. And therefore, here the meditator is the one who, who repeats his thought, I am Brahma, I am Brahma. 
meaning he looks upon himself as Brahman. To know the self as Brahman is one thing, and to look upon the self as Brahman is another thing. Just as we look upon an idol as God, is looking upon that. To knowing idol as God is one thing, and looking upon that as God is another thing. Like knowing fire as fire is one thing, looking upon something that is red as fire is that another thing. Because we look upon something as something else, there is what we call a projection involved there, a superimposition involved. So meditation always involves a superimposition. Like meditating upon Dakshinamurti based on a certain image. So we, upon the image, we superimpose the idea of Dakshinamurti and meditate. So meditation, the object and the thought are different. In knowledge, the thought corresponds to the object. So when there is real fire, and there is in my mind the thought of fire, when it is called knowledge, because that thought corresponds to the object. However, there is something else outside. Let us say there is a bush having some red berries, and I look upon that as fire, then the object is red berries, and the thought in my mind is that of fire. <coughs> so the thought in my mind does not correspond to the object, because upon the object I have superimposed a certain idea. So this is the difference in the meditation, between meditation and knowledge. In knowledge, my perception corresponds to the object. In case of meditation, my perception is different from what the object is. Outside object is an image, and in my mind there is a thought or the attitude of God. That is called meditation because it involves a superimposition. Now that being the case, one has to make an effort to maintain that. See, when there is fire out there, I have to make no effort in order to know it is fire because it is fire. But it is not what is outside there is not fire. As I say, it's a bush having red flowers or red fruits. And suppose I want to look upon that as fire. In that case, I have to make an effort to maintain the thought of fire in my mind because what I perceive is not fire. See, otherwise this is red flower. And therefore, without any effort on my part, a thought of the form of the red flower takes place. I have to make no effort. So to know an object as it is, no effort is required. That's why knowledge is always effortless. But suppose I look upon this flower as, as mother goddess, let us say, because she likes this flower. In that case, while in front of me is flower, and the thought that I am trying to maintain is God. In that case, I have to make an effort because it involves a mental activity, an effort on my part to maintain the thought. Understand that in knowledge, no uh, deliberate activity is required on my part because knowledge takes place in keeping with the object of knowledge. As we say, Jnanam is Vastu Tantram. Knowledge is that which is determined by the object of knowledge. Karma is Purusha Tantram. On the other hand, action is that which is determined by the person, the will of the person. In heavenly says, meditation also is an action, a mental action. Therefore, in performance of meditation, will is always involved. Effort is always involved. And therefore, to retain that thought in my mind, an effort is required. If I want to retain that thought constantly, a constant effort is required. And when that effort is not there, the thought goes away. If I don't make an effort, then the end I look at the flower, thought will be without a flower. 
So when I am maintaining a certain thought as a result of my will, then I must continue to make an effort to retain that thought, and therefore vipassana or meditation always requires an effort on the part of the meditator. And that is the difference between the one who meditates upon self as Brahman, one who has a bhavana, the attitude that I am Brahman, and the other one who knows the self as Brahman. For the knower, no effort is required because self is Brahman. But for the meditator, an effort is required because he does not know the self as Brahman, but then he takes the self as Brahman. <coughs> and that point is, that distinction of the meditator from the wise person is shown in the verse 116. Upasakastu satatam, upasakastu satatam, dhyayam neva vasedhyataha, dhyayam neva vasedhyataha, dhyane neva kritam tasya, dhyane neva kritam tasya, brahmatvam vishnuta vivata, brahmatvam vishnuta vivata. Upasakastu, to means however, Upasakaha, however, the meditator, satatam dhyayam neva vasedh. As far as the meditator is concerned, satatam dhyayam neva vasedh. He must live or he must spend his time constantly meditating. Tatra upapattimaha avadu sevet yataha because dhyane neva kritam tasya brahmatyam. Yataha karanat tasya brahmatyam dhyane neva kritam na pramayana pramidam. Since Brahmatvam or the state of being Brahman as far as the meditator is concerned is something that is a result of an effort, by a result of what we call the effort in the form of meditation. And so he takes himself as Brahman because he just looks upon the self as Brahman, not Pramayana Pramidam. He has not only discovered the fact that the self is Brahman, but he has accepted the fact that the self is Brahman, and therefore he looks upon the self as Brahma. <coughs> that being the case, his Brahmatvam or his self, his state of being Brahman, his self being Brahman, is not something that is a fact, is something that is, that, that involves an effort or involves also a projection. And therefore, he must constantly make an effort to retain the thought of Brahma in his mind, manager. Ataha dhyayana sada dhyanam kartavyam. Therefore, dhyayana, by the meditator, sada dhyanam kartavyam. The meditator must constantly perform his meditation, meaning constantly make an effort to maintain that thought flow. Tatra dhustandaha. The same illustration, similar illustration is given. Vishnuta adhivata. Yathas vasmin dhyanena sampadvasya vishnutvalaya paramasagatunvasti tadu vityartaha. Sometimes people perform other kinds of meditations. Someone says, I am Vishnu, or someone says, Shivaham, I am Shiva. With Shiva, Shiva having a certain characteristic. So, this is called Ahangraha Upasana, meaning in Upasana or meditation with, which is focused upon the self. And then there is this imagination, I am Vishnu, I am Shiva, I am such and such deity. And that's how one imagines oneself to be Vishnu. So Vishnu is a lord, having four arms, having seven weapons, and so that common form is there. So I am Vishnu. This is how one meditates upon the self. 
And how long will that last, how long the thought of Vishnu will last as long as he is making an effort? Because self is not really Vishnu, let us say. Or it doesn't know that Vishnu. And then he imagines himself to be Vishnu. Therefore, that will last only as long as the effort is. And therefore, similarly also, when he says, I am Brahman, that also will last only as long as he continues to make an effort and to imagine himself as Brahman. <coughs> Next question is Dhyana Sampadrasyabi Tasya Parmasakatam Kimasyat. Question is all right. Suppose he has attained the state of being Brahman as a result of meditation. Meaning, as long as he is meditating, then he may he looks upon himself as Brahman. Why don't you say that that Brahmatvam or the state of being Brahman also is real? Then the answer is given that no, Dhyana Sampadrasya. Vādhyamutvādehe dhyāna-apāye apagama-darshanāt. No. Anything that you have acquired or achieved as a result of dhyāna, <coughs> as a result of meditation, as a result of some projection, as a result of a mental effort that remains as long as the effort is continued, and then when the effort goes away, that also goes away. So whatever kind of thought train you are maintaining in your mind, if you are deliberately maintaining certain kind of thoughts, then those thoughts will be retained only as long as your effort is there. In case of a wise man, there is no deliberate effort to maintain the thought because the self is Brahman, which he knows. In case of meditator, there is a deliberate maintenance of the thoughts. And therefore, the thought flow will remain as long as his effort is there because that Brahmatvam or state of being Brahman is not real. It is something that is imagined as a result of meditation. So that is the point that is made in the next verse, 117. Dhyanu padanakam yattata Dhyanu padanakam yattata Dhyanu bhave viliyade Dhyanu bhave viliyade Vastavi brahmata neva Vastavi brahmata neva Dhyanu bhave viliyade Dhyana Upadanakam Yattat Dhyana Abhava Viliyate So Upadanam means the cause. That we have been caused as a result of Dhyana or the meditation. Viliyate, that comes to an end. Dhyana Abhava. So when the effort of meditation is given up, so whatever is caused as a result of meditation is sustained as long as the effort of meditation is continued. And when the effort of meditation is given up, then the state of mind also goes away. So as far as the meditator is concerned, I am Brahman or I am Brahman is the state of mind. As far as wise man is concerned, I am Brahman is the fact. As far as the meditator is concerned, I am Brahman is the state of mind. And a state of mind always requires an effort to maintain. So a meditator can maintain the state of mind, I am Brahman, as long as he is making an effort, dhyana abhave viriyate. When that effort of dhyana or the meditation is given up, the state of mind also, the state of mind also is lost. Jnanena prakasitasya brahmatvasya tatovalakshanyam aha. On the other hand, when the cell which is really Brahman is known as Brahman, jnanena prakasitasya, when by the knowledge the cell is revealed to be Brahman, 
then that Brahmatvam or that state of being Brahman is something natural, something effortless. And Tataha Vailakshanyam, so the distinction of that is shown with reference to meditation, state of mind. Vastavi Brahmataneva Gnana Abhava Vriyate. Vastavi Brahmata. But then Brahmata, the state of being Brahman which is real. Yataha Brahmatvam Vastavam. Since Brahman, self happens to be Brahman. And when it is known as such, Ataha Gnabak Gnana Abhava Sati Vriva Vriyate. And even when that Gnana Vritti goes away, it's not that the wise man has to retain their thought, as we've been saying, that when you wake up from the deep sleep, it may take perhaps a little moment for you to hold up the fact that you are awake. Or when you wake up from, from some dream or nightmare, and when you wake up, it takes a little while for me to reassure myself that I am awake, that the dream is no more there. Seeing something, and the effect remains for some time, then slowly I say, am I awake or what? You know, so people test, yes, I am awake, I am awake, I am awake. So repeat that thought, that's called Nivedhyasana. As a result then, you own up that fact that I am awake. And once that is known, meaning I think I happen to be actually awake, and therefore when I say I am awake, it is only revealing a fact. So when I know that I am awake as a fact, there is no need for me to keep on repeating the way I am awake, I am awake. Like during the day, you never keep saying that I am awake. Or that I am a human being. I don't have to keep repeating I am a human being. Because it is a fact. And the fact is something that is naturally there. Fact about the self is there, it doesn't have to be created, doesn't have to be repeated. And so also, when the knowledge takes place, yes, you require Jnanavati, or the thought form, which reveals the self to Brahman. And maybe you may have to repeat that thought in Nidhyasanam in order to overcome what we call the habitual error of Dehatamadhi taking the body of the self. But then once, one abides in that knowledge, then there is no need for the wise man to keep revealing, I am Brahma, I am Brahma, because I is Brahma, and therefore he doesn't have to make any effort. Yataha Brahmatum Vastavam. Since for a wise man the self is really Brahman, Ataha Gnyapala Gnyanabhavasati, Nivavaliyate, and therefore that self does not cease to be Brahman just because that vritti or the thought form is not there. Just tell, I don't cease to be away a wakeful, wakeful person just because I stop repeating I'm awake. I own up that fact. I abide in that fact. And I'm awake. And therefore, that, the fact that I'm awake does not go away even in the vritti. First thought, when I woke up from the dream, then the thought was required, I said, I'm awake. That's not revealing me as a, as a wakeful person. Then, once I know that I'm a wakeful person, even when that thought goes away, then, it's, then also I continue to remain awake because that is a fact about myself. On the other hand, suppose I am sitting here and I imagine I am in Nisikesh. I am in Nisikesh. Suppose I imagine. I keep on repeating. Then how long am I in Nisikesh? So people sit in one place and imagine a lot of things. Then I imagine I am sitting in the bank of the Ganges, you know. And then the cold, pleasant and cool wind is, is you know, the breeze is there. And then... That's how I imagine myself, and I may even experience that also. But how long will that, remain, that experience remain? How long will that state of mind remain? As long as I continue to maintain that thought flow. Once that effort is given up, I am back here where I am. Dream is just like that. 
Dream also is an imagination. And when we gain experiences in dream state as those are real, how long do they last? As long as that state of mind remains. And when the state of mind goes away, the dream also goes away. So anything that is created as a result of the effort of the mind, such as dream, remains as long as that effort persists. And when that effort goes away, that thing also subsides or dies down. However, that I am awake, I am sitting here, that's a fact, it doesn't require any imagination, and therefore, without my deliberately repeating or thinking, that fact is not denied. The fact does not get denied, but then what is imagined will be denied when the effort of imagination goes away. <coughs> that same point is further explained in the verse 118, Vastavatvareva Dhyaneva Niva Dhyaneva since this, the Brahmatvam or the state of being Brahman for the self is, is true, is reality, is a fact. Therefore, it is not that the knowledge creates the fact that I am Brahman, knowledge reveals the fact that I am Brahman. It is not that in case a wise man the self became Brahman because he came to know something. The self is Brahman and knowledge simply reveals that fact. So knowledge reveals the fact and does not create anything. So self happens to be Brahman and knowledge just reveals that fact. <coughs> and there is said in the verse 118. Tato <laughs> that self is Brahman is, is, an, is, is an ever existing fact. And therefore, Since the self is Brahman, and that is an established fact or an existing fact, therefore, what does Brahmagnanam or knowledge of Brahman do? The knowledge of Brahman really reveals that fact of self being Brahman. That knowledge does not make the self Brahman. But knowledge reveals the fact that self is Brahman. The knowledge always does that. Knowledge is like a source of light. Just as a source of light in this hall, it reveals the object as they are. They don't create the object. Similarly also, my, my mind or a sense always reveals the object. Knowledge always reveals the objects as they are, and knowledge does not create anything. And so also knowledge does not create the fact that I am Brahman. It just reveals the fact that I am Brahman. <coughs> Tatra upapattim vyateka mukhenaha To show the reasoning is given, vyateka mukhenaha. So anvaya and vyateka. Anvaya means agreement, vyateka means disagreement. Sometimes you give a contrary illustration also. Sometimes you give an opposite illustration. For example, you want to say that atma or the self is changeless. Because it is uncreated. 
Atma or self is changeless because it is uncreated. Now we don't have any example for that because everything that we know is, uncre- is created. So it is unlike a part. Self is changeless because uncreated, unlike a part. Why unlike a part? Because part is created and therefore it is changing. So this is this kind of less unlike something. It's called Vyatareka, the, the opposite example, like something. Is what we call wherever the smoke is, since there is a smoke on that hillock, there is fire, like in the kitchen. So then it is called Anya, a meaning in illustration that is given in, in agreeable illustration. Sometimes we give what you call the disagreeable illustration also to prove the same point. You know, because there is nothing nityam, only Brahma is nityam, there is nothing else that is nityam, therefore the illustration has to be in the opposite. Therefore, Gnabaka Abhavamatrana. If the Brahmatum meaning that self is Brahman, that fact, had that fact been created by knowledge, then the self would no longer be Brahman when that knowledge goes away. By knowledge you mean a certain thought form, Jnana Vritti. So Vritti or thought form reveals the fact that the self is Brahman and that thought form goes away. This illustration is given again and again. Jalam Katakarayanvat. Like in order to purify the water, we add the alum powder on the surface of the water, and that alum collects all the dirt and settles down. So alum goes away along with the dirt, having cleared the water. And similarly also, the Jnana Vati or the knowledge takes place around Brahma, and having revealed that fact, that thought dissolves because it is no more required. But if that thought had created Brahman, in that case Brahman would go away or self would no more be Brahman and the thought goes away. But then that is not Nasavaliyade, but then it is not the case, meaning self continues to remain Brahman, Atahana Janyade. Therefore we say that the knowledge does not create a fact, knowledge means use the fact. This is a distinction. That for a wise man it is knowledge, for a meditator it is as you said a state of mind. <coughs> But then the question is, are you trying to tell us that the self is Brahman only for a wise man? Self is Brahman even for the meditator? You know, it is not that it is some special privilege of a wise man that his self is Brahman. Self of everyone is Brahman. And therefore the self of even the one who meditates also is Brahman. Nanu Gnanavad Upasakasyabe Brahmatum Vasavam Astyeva. Question is, like for a wise man the self is Brahman, so also for the meditator, the self is Brahman because it is a fact. And then why do you say therefore that in case of the meditator that Brahmatman does not remain and in case of a wise man the Brahmatman remains, why do you say that when the self is Brahman in each case? And so the answer is given and the question and answers are moved next to us, 119. Vastavi Brahmata Vishayad. 
question is that even for Upasaka or meditator also, even his self also is Brahma. Never, even for a meditator also, this, that the fact that the self is Brahman is, is uh, I mean that self is Brahman is a reality for a meditator also. Then why do you say that that fact remains for a wise man and does not remain for a meditator? You say that wise man is to make no effort in order to to be Brahman, whereas a meditator has to make an effort to be Brahman. Why is so when the self is Brahman in this case? The idea is that the difference is between the knowledge and ignorance. Even though self is Brahman, he doesn't know, like a tenth man. Tenth man happens to be tenth man, but doesn't know that he's tenth man in that world. But the fact that he's tenth man is of no use to him. He keeps on searching for the tenth man all over. Once he comes to know that I'm the tenth man, he doesn't want to go on living, I'm tenth man, I'm tenth man, I'm tenth man. Because he knows the self to be tenth man, only for this fact. And therefore, even though the tenth man is tenth man, there is a vast difference between knowledge and ignorance. When he does not know, there is a tenth man. Suppose he meditates on tenth man. Let us imagine. So the tenth, these people are searching for the tenth man. Some, somebody comes along and says, Don't worry, I'll show you a method of getting to the tenth man. What do you do? You meditate upon tenth man. How does the tenth man look like? He will ask, you know, how, what should I meditate upon? Maybe some picture will be given. The tenth man looks like that. So this fellow sits and meditates, I am tenth man, I am tenth man. But for the tenth man, he has some kind of concept in his mind. How long will that remain? Or he can even fight himself up to believe that he is tenth man. How long will that remain? As long as he continues to make an effort in his mind. And once that effort goes away, when he comes to the reality, then there is no tenth man. You know, this song used to tell the story. How the so-called positive thinking, the limitations of positive thinking. So this man had a very low esteem of himself because he barely made it through college and barely got a job. He was having job right now, but you know, still, there was always difficulty. And then, in the home also, people never looked much up to him, you know. So people always said, oh, this fellow is useless. His wife also used to tell him, everybody used to tell him that you are no good. And therefore he also believed that he is no good. Thus he had a very low esteem of himself, and therefore he was always depressed. Therefore, somebody advised him to go to a, a, a psychiatrist. He came to a psychiatrist. And then, Psychiatrist asked him, says, why are you depressed? Because I am no good. Why do you mean you are no good? Can you see? Do you have eyes? Says, yes. Can you see with your eyes? Says, yes. Do you know how many people are there out there who are blind who cannot see? Says, yes. Why do you say that you are nobody? You are something. Says, yeah, that's right. Can you speak? Says, yes, I can speak. Do you know how many people are out there who are dumb, who cannot even speak? He says, yeah. Well, then why do you say that you are a failure, you are nothing? Do you have a job? He says, yeah, I have a job. Does it pay you every month? He says, yeah, I get a paycheck every week or whatever. Well, do you know how many people are out there on welfare and unemployed? He says, yeah. Then how do you say that you are a failure, you are nothing? Yeah, you have a job, you can sit, you can talk, you can walk, you can see. You have a family, your wife, your children, you have a place. He says, yeah, I have everything. 
And why do you say you are nothing or you are nobody? In fifteen minutes that psychiatrist showed him how this fellow was an accomplished person, you know. And that fellow says, yes, I am all right, I am something. And that's how he left the office. He paid the fees, whatever it is, hundred dollars or whatever it is, you know. And then came away. And this, this fellow's office was on the tenth floor and he came down to the, with the, you know, with the hell of an elevator and he was leaving the building. As he was even leaving the building, his best friend came along there in a Mercedes car, you know, and, and got down, he just, uh, he, he pulled the car right into the driveway and then got down with all pride and then this fellow said, oh look, he has Mercedes and what do I have? A fifteen-year-old crummy car I have. And then looked at his friend, oh he has a home with half a million dollars and what do I have? Some apartment. Immediately all those things came back and he came down where he was. I am nothing, I am nobody. So this, when you imagine that you are something, how long will that last? As long as that imagination continues and moment that thought goes away, again you are nobody. Similarly, if a person says, I am Brahma, how long will it be? As long as he continues to maintain that thought. Once the thought goes away, he is what he was. So, Brahmatvam or the state of being Brahman, for in case of a meditator, is something that is, is a state of mind, but then he doesn't really know himself as Brahman and therefore, when the state of mind goes away, he comes back to where he is. This is the idea. So, even though the self is Brahman, he doesn't have that benefit because he does not know. So question is, Upasaka syabi vastavi brahmadayadi ched. says, well, even the Upasaka, meditator self also is Brahman. And therefore, why do you think that, why do you say that he doesn't abide in Brahman? Pamaranam tirascham ce vastavi brahmatanik alpamidam uchchade. He says, why do you say only this much, you can say much more. The answer is, why do you say that a meditator is Brahman? You can say much more. Pamaranam, mudhanam, even stupid people. Meaning who have never done any meditation or nothing, they are also Brahman. Even further, Tirashchamcha, even animals. Tiriyak means animal. Everybody is Brahman. So just as dog and cat and everybody, all of these are Brahman, and any stupid fellow also is Brahman, so also meditator also is Brahman. That's all right. The self is Brahman for everyone, but then that doesn't really count in as much as you do not know the fact. So difference is between knowledge and ignorance. In short, why is the discussion? He said that as far as the meditator is concerned, he must constantly make an effort to maintain that state of mind. That's all the idea is. That I am Brahman. That thought flow, he must make an effort to maintain. A wise man does not have to make an effort to maintain any thought flow because the self is known as Brahman. A meditator has to make a constant effort to maintain the thought flow that is the difference. <coughs> that point is made in the next verse because when the reply was given that even the even the stupid people or, or illiterate people or even animals, all of them are Brahman and so what's the, why are you saying this? So you not say it enough, sometimes they say Alpamida Muchyade, you have not said enough, you could even say more. Not only the Rupasaka or meditator is Brahman, even the animals are also Brahman. So, so what? Says Pamaradinam Vidyamanavi Tad Brahmatum Agnyadatvat Na Purushadhupyogi. And this fellow says, Yeah, I understand. But the animals do not know that they are Brahman. 
Other people who have not studied the scriptures do not know that they are Brahman. And therefore, since even though they are Brahman, they do not know that they are Brahman. And therefore, that, that, that their being Brahman is of no practical use to them. Like the tenth man is a tenth man, but does not know that he is tenth man. And therefore, his being tenth man is not of any practical use to him. He keeps on searching everywhere, you know. And similarly also, everyone is Brahman, but then that is of no practical use because that knowledge is not there. Says, well, if this is so about ordinary people, that is the case also with even the one who meditates because even he also does not know that he is Brahman. He just maintains the idea that I am Brahman, but he doesn't really know that fact. Even for Upasaka or meditator also, since a meditator also does not know the self is Brahman, therefore that fact does not come to any practical use for him. That is said in the verse 120. Ajnana dapumarthatvam Ajnana dapumarthatvam Ubhayatrapi tatsamam Ubhayatrapi tatsamam Upavasadhyatha bhiksha Upavasadhyatha bhiksha Varam dhyanam tathanyatha Varam dhyanam tathanyatha Agnana Agnanaat Apumarsatvam Ubhayatrapi Tatsamam. Where in case of ignorant in case of ordinary people and in case of a person who meditates upon Brahman, both of them are ignorant. And therefore, the fact that they are Brahman does not come to any practical use for either of them. In that case, both of them are in the same category. As far as ignorance is concerned, both of them are in the same category. Whether one who meditates upon Brahman or someone does not meditate, both of them are in the same category as in as much as both of them are ignorant of the fact of self being Brahman. You mean that's it? The meditator also is ignorant? Or the person also is ignorant? Then why why should I do this meditation? Then what's the need for the me- what's the use of meditation? What do I get? If so, nanutarhi upasanam kimartham abhidiyate. Then what's the purpose why the meditation upon Brahman is, is stipulated or is enjoined in the scriptures? Or that you are here in this chapter making this point that one should meditate upon Brahma. Why? If the meditator also is ignorant, the ordinary person also is ignorant. For ordinary person also, the self is, the fact that the self is Brahman is of no practical use. And for meditator also, that fact is of no practical use because he is ignorant. Then, what is the purpose of enjoying meditation upon Brahma? Itara anusthane bihe Shreshthattva abhiprayana uktam. The idea is that to meditate upon self as Brahman is most exalted with reference in, in, in comparison to everything else. It is only inferior to knowledge of Brahman, but then with reference to everything else it is most exalted. Which is being illustrated with an example. The second line of the verse is Upavasadhyasabhiksha. Instead of Upavas, instead of remaining hungry, Bhiksha, even begging the food is better. The point is that even begging the food or bhiksha is better. Bhiksha means begging. So begging is better instead of remaining hungry. Varam dhyanam tasanyataha. And similarly also, meditation upon Brahman is definitely better than doing something else. So as far as other methods, forms of sadhana or compared to other spiritual practices, meditation 
upon self as Brahman is superior to any other spiritual practice. It is, is not the same as knowledge, true. And therefore, the kind of that the wise man owns of the fact that self is Brahman, and therefore, it really is, is free because of the knowledge. And the meditator doesn't have that knowledge, and therefore, he's not free. We accept that. But with reference to other spiritual practices, meditation upon self as Brahman is the most exalted. Just as in, 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 with reference to in, in place of being, instead of being hungry, even begging food, because at least you will appease your hunger. Whether you, it's alright if you cook the food, then it is the best, no doubt. But if you don't have food and if you're hungry, instead of remaining hungry, begging the food is definitely better in as much as it enables you to appease hunger. And similarly also, when you do not know that self is Brahman, then meditating upon self as Brahman is much better than any other spiritual practice. Like meditating upon an idol or an image as as God. Or with other spiritual practices like that, compared to that, meditating upon self as Brahman is the very best. Why do you say that? Itar anushthanat why do you say that this spiritual practice of the nature of meditation upon the self is Brahman, that it is better than any other spiritual practice? Why do you say that? The answer is given in verse 21. Varam karma dhyanushthidhi Tato pisaguno pastihi Tato pisaguno pastihi Nirguno pasana tataha Nirguno pasana tataha Pamarana vyavahutehe Pamara Pamara means an ordinary person, an ignorant person. Person who is not versed in the scriptures, person who is not exposed to any scriptures, and he is called a Pamara, an ordinary worldly person. So, Pamaranam Vyavhutehe, as compared to the kind of worldly activities that ordinary people perform, Varam Karamadi Anushthitihi, it is definitely better that one performs rituals, or one performs what we call the righteous actions. So performing righteous action, dharma, is definitely better than ordinary people who are simply doing activities for the sake of pleasure. So palmer also means the people who are just running after the pleasures. So as compared to the people who are running after the pleasures, all the kind of activities that they do, merely seeking pleasures, as compared to that, a person who performs his daily and incidental obligatory duties, as enjoined by the scriptures, Definitely that person is much better. As compared to a person who has no scruples and no values, as compared to that, a person who has values in life is definitely better. Even if a person is not spiritual, even if he doesn't go to temple, even if he doesn't, you know, doesn't come to any classes or what it is, but then, if he follows at least a righteous life, that is better. Some people feel that that is enough, you know. Very often when we talk to people, you should attend Gita classes, or some of our students talk to other people. Says, well, why should I need Gita? I know what to do in my life. I'm an honest person. I do my duties. And I, uh, I, I don't transgress the values. And therefore that's all. What else Gita teaches? 
So people feel that that is enough. But anyway, even that is better than the fellows who do anything and by hook and crook who attain their ends as compared to that, definitely people are honest and law-abiding are better. And better than them are people who, are, who perform the religious actions or rituals in the form of daily and obligatory duties. For example, every morning, Sandhyavandanam and Japa, worshipping sun and performing the rich worship and rituals, these people are certainly much better than those who are not doing anything. Tatopisagunopastahi <coughs> and better than the people who are only confined to the prescribed rituals, better than them are those Sagunopastahi who meditate upon Saguna Brahma, who meditate upon Brahman with attribute. Definitely they are better. So person performing so person who is meditating is better than person merely performing karma. So person who is not performing any rituals better than that is person who performs rituals. Person who merely performs rituals better than that is a person who meditates upon Saguna Brahma. Saguna Pasti. Upasana means meditation. Says your footnote, Saguna Upasana Dvidha. Just for your information, this Saguna Upasana meaning meditation upon Brahma with attribute is Dvidha is twofold. Pratika Ahangraha Bheda. So one can meditate upon God or meditate upon Lord with attributes. For that meditation you definitely require some alambaram, you require an aid. So pratika, either you have pratika meaning a symbol, you have an image in front of you or you use some kind of other symbol or you use a mantra and with the with help of that you meditate upon God with attribute. So we have an image of Dakshinamurti and with the help of that, you meditate upon Dakshinamurti. That we call Pratika Upasana. Pratika means a symbol. Or you may have a certain figure. Some people have geometrical figures. Some people have sound symbols like Om. So, these would be called Pratika Upasana. Meditation with the help of an external aid would be called Pratika Upasana. There are also Sapi, yet Kinchit Pratika. Even that upasana or meditation with the help of a symbol or with the help of an aid also can be twofold. That you take just one thing as, as a symbol, as, a, as an aid, like one particular form is there or one, and one image is there and that you use for meditation. Or, sarvam khaludam brahman, you look upon the whole creation as brahman, then you use the creation and superimpose idea of brahman. That also is Pratika Upasana, but then everything, everything becomes your Pratika. In one case, only one thing is a Pratika. So, look upon one particular person, you know, uh, let's say as mother, and looking upon all women as mother, something like this. So, either one or all, but anyway it is still called Pratika Upasana, meaning a meditation performed with the help of a Pratika. The second is, I may take an aid all right, I may use aid, but not something other than myself. My own self is used as an aid for meditation. Meaning, the, med- the focus of attention is the self rather than a pratiga, an external thing outside of me. Says, evam ahangrahopi sagune dvedha, one says, aham vishnuhu, I am Vishnu. Shivoham, I am Shivaha. Then upon aham, or upon my ahankara, Upon my individual self, 
a superimposed idea of Vishnu or Shiva or some other deity, Saguna Brahma. This would be called Ahangraha Upasana. So meditation on Saguna Brahma, meditation upon Brahma with attributes is two kinds, Pratika Upasana and Ahangraha Upasana. When I use an, an external aid and use that as an aid or symbol for meditation, this Pratika Upasana. And if I superimpose that idea upon my own self, then it is called Ahangraha Upasana. Both of these fall in the category of Saguna Brahma Upasana, meaning meditation upon Brahman with attribute. So anyway, so better than the person who doesn't do anything, a person who performs rituals is better than the person who does not do anything. The person who meditates upon Saguna Brahma is better than a person who merely performs rituals. Nirguna Upasana Tataha And even superior to this person is the one who is Nirguna Upasana, meaning who looks upon self as Nirguna Brahma. Asangoham So, Chidananda Rupoham, Shivoham, Nityoham, Niravadyoham, Nirakaroham, Niranjanoham, you know. So, Nityoham, Niravadyoham, Nirakaro, Niranjanaha. I am formless. Aham Nirvikalpaha, Nirakaraha. So, Nirvikalpoham, Nirakaroham, Nityoham, Muktoham. In this manner, so I am pure, I am silent, I am unattached, I am formless. Thus, when one meditates upon the self as Brahman, that would be called the meditation upon the self as Nirguna Brahma or Brahman without attribute. So this is how one thing is, one practice is superior to the other. <coughs> Merely, so, practice, not doing anything better than that is performing rituals. Merely performing rituals better than that is performing meditation. And better than performing meditation upon Brahman with attributes, definitely performing meditation upon Brahman without attributes is most superior. And therefore we say that one should do that. <coughs> There is a verse which says, Uttama Sahajavastha Dhritiya Dhyanadharana Trutiya Pratima Puja Homayatra Chaturchika. The sequence is given elsewhere also. Uttama Sahajavastha. The most exalted is Sahajavastha. The most exalted is an effortless, spontaneous abidance in the self, as a wise man would have. Sahajavastha, meaning he abides in, the, abides in the self without any effort. That is most exalted. Dhritiya dhyanadharana. Second, less than that is dhyanadharana. When dhyanadharana means concentration and dhyana means meditation. So, inferior to that is this practice of concentration and meditation. So, when your mind abides naturally in something, samadhi as they may call it, that is the most exalted. Secondly, when you have to make an effort to focus your mind upon something, that is called dhyanam or meditation, that is second. Suppose you cannot do that also. So when the mind does not naturally abide, you must make an effort, that is called dhyanam. Suppose the mind is so restless that even that is also very difficult to do, then what? Trutiya, pratima, puja. Very often people who are doing this japa mentally find it extremely difficult to focus their mind. Then what should you do? Trutiya, Pratima Puja. Then inferior to that is Pratima Puja. The worship of a Pratima or worship of an idol. 
But that also requires a certain steadiness of mind, a certain focusing. No doubt that performing worship involves so many steps and that our mind has a scope of playing in a vaster field. But still, the mind has to be still focused upon a certain area. And suppose even that is very difficult, then what? Homa Yatra Chaturthika. Performing Homa. Or even, even more less than that is Yatra, going on pilgrimage, etc. Meaning, when the mind cannot be focused at all, alright, perform Homa. Or go for pilgrimage. Because that involves a lot of activity. So, Uttama Sahajavastha. When effortlessly the mind abides in something, most exalted. Dhritiya Dhyana Dharana. When it doesn't abide, then at least with effort, if you can focus up the mind, next best. If you cannot focus the mind mentally, Pratima Puja, alright, worship the idol. Many worship Lord with the agency of idol or an image. If you cannot even do that, perform Homa and other charitable acts or the uh, pilgrimage, etc., which are all of them acts of worship, but in this sequence. So here also they said that, as compared to a person who doesn't do any rituals, a person performing ritual is better. A person who merely performs ritual, better than that is a person who meditates upon Brahman with attribute. And a person who does better than that is the one who meditates upon Brahman without attributes. <coughs> Why do you say that? Uttarottara Shraishthye Karanam Aha. Why do you say that? What's the reason why one is superior to the other? That answer is given in verse 22. Yavad vijnana samipyam Yavad vijnana samipyam Tavat shraishthyam vivardhade Tavat shraishthyam vivardhade Brahma jnana yate sakshad Brahma jnana yate sakshad Nirguno pasanam shanaihi Nirguno pasanam shanaihi Yavat vijnana samipyam Tavat shraishtyam vivardhade Yavat vijnana samipyam To the extent that there is proximity of vijnana or the knowledge Tavat shraishtyam vivardhade To the extent that a given spiritual practice is closer to the knowledge To that extent that spiritual practice is better. So the practice which is closer to the self or closer to the knowledge is so shraishtyam. The superiority grows in the order or in the degree that a spiritual practice is closer to the knowledge. Then how about the nirgunopasana sarva shraishti karnamaha? Why do you say that nirgunopasana or meditation upon Brahman without attributes that it is the most superior one? Brahma jnana yate sakshat nirguno pasanam shanaihi. Nirguno pasanam, this meditation upon Brahman without attributes, shanaihi, slowly and slowly. Brahma jnana yate, Brahma jnana rupena parinamate. Says the author that this meditation, that I am Brahma, meditation, I am nirguna Brahma, attributeless Brahma, I am shivoham, soham, nityoham, this meditation. Shanaihi, in course of time, slowly and slowly, Sakshad Brahma Jnanayate, the very meditation in course of time gets transformed into Brahma Jnanam. This is the whole premise here. This chapter is meditation upon Brahman. 
meditation upon Nirguna Brahma. And he says that you keep on doing this, then in course of time, this very meditation, maintaining the state of mind, maintaining this, that I am Brahma, I am Brahma, I am Brahma, it's not knowledge. It is looking upon the self as Brahma. In course of time, when done with great intensity, in course of time, that gets transformed into the knowledge of Brahma. And therefore, this Nirguna Pasana or meditation upon Nirguna Brahma is the closest to the knowledge of I am Brahma. And therefore, it is the most superior. Any spiritual practice ultimately helps in creating the situation for knowledge. And that way, indirectly, any spiritual practice becomes a means for knowledge. Not immediately, or not directly, but indirectly. But of all the spiritual practices, this one here, of meditation upon self is Brahman, is closest to the knowledge, and therefore it is considered to be most superior compared to other practices. Okay. Om Puranamadaf Puranamidam Puranat Puranamudachyade Puranasya Puranamadaya Puranameva Vashishyade Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Vadarayanam Sutra Bhashya Krutavande Bhagavantau punaf punaha Ishvaro gururatmedi Murti bheda vibhagine Vyoma vadvyapta dehaye Dakshina murtaye namaha Om shantishantishantihi Hari om shri gurubhyo namaha Hari om